Hello, hello. Welcome back to It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed podcast. This podcast is a place where we normalize and share all things taboo, such as talking about mental health, struggles with anxiety and depression, going through divorce, experiencing grief, navigating adulthood, navigating addiction, getting into AA, and a little bit of everything in between. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed podcast. This episode of Faith Friday, we are going to be talking about the book of Mark. But before we get into that, I did take a little bit of time off, do some rest and relaxation, and I saw some pretty cool things along the way. So I'm just going to share a little bit about what I've been up to, and then we'll get into this week's episode. So over the past week, I went on a trip to Southern Florida with a friend and we went to see some of the national parks in Florida. So we went down and went into Biscayne Bay and we went snorkeling there. And honestly, it was the weirdest but coolest snorkeling ever. So uh, there's basically all these mangrove trees that kind of make up these small islands in there and you literally swim into like these mangrove trees and there's just coves of fishes all in there so they told us like swim out to the mangroves grab on to actually like a piece of one of the trees like a limb and just hold there for like 30 seconds to a minute and then uh, the fish will just start coming out. And sure enough they did. It was so cool. We snorkeled in coves and all these different things. Then we went to down to Key West because we wanted to go to Dry Tortuga National Park, which fun fact is the least visited national park in America, probably because there's only two ways to get there. So you can get there by ferry from Key West, or you can get there by seaplane from Key West. And since we do not have seaplane money, we went by ferry. And so we took a ferry from, well, we spent a day in Key West and then we took the ferry from Key West to Dry Tortuga. And oh my gosh, it was so cool. So first of all, it used to be a fort, Fort Jefferson, and it was this fort literally in the middle of the ocean that you could just see anybody coming from any direction. And a little while ago, the fort caught fire and so it's no longer being used as a fort. And basically what's happened is all around the fort, there is just coral reefs and all sorts of fish and wildlife. It was so cool. So it was the first time that I ever snorkeled and saw jellyfish and a barracuda protecting a reef. So it was such a cool experience. The water was so clear. We literally snorkeled out so far. It probably took us like 20, 30 minutes to snorkel out as far as we went. And then, you know, 20, 30 minutes back. But honestly, it was such a cool experience. Would 10 out of 10 recommend. So from there, on the way back, we went to the Everglades and we did one of those airboat tours, got to see some alligators up close and personal, and oh my gosh, it was so fun. I have been loving going to national parks, state parks. It's been so much of my jam lately, so it was the best time, and I had such a good time with my friend that I went with as well. 
Okay, so let's get into this episode. So last Faith Friday, we finished talking about the book of Matthew, and now we're getting into Mark. So if you are maybe not sure where to start when it comes to reading the Bible, I heard that a good place to start was Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So I, as I've just kind of been going through and reading different books, I was like, oop, I'm going to go through this chunk and then probably just read like this chunk until the end. And so the book of Mark, I really enjoyed. And the book of Mark actually opens with John the Baptist prophesying Jesus, which I personally thought was cool because one, I did not know that John the Baptist was alive before Jesus. So that was an interesting timeline thing. And then from there, John the Baptist, and it's so funny because I think a lot of times we think like, oh, the Bible people, I would have been friends with them. But let's talk about John the Baptist. So he is in the wilderness just preaching re- preaching the repentance and the forgiveness of sins. And he's just baptizing people by the river. And he's clothed, clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist. And he ate locusts and wild honey. Y'all, some of these people in the Bible, some of the characters, I say that as if it's a fiction book, but it's a real book. But <laughs> some of these people that God called, it just never ceases to amaze me how many people God is able to use, no matter what they're up to, where they are, what sort of social status they are, God literally can use anybody. And so then it goes into talking about the temptation of Jesus. And I think this piece of the Bible is so interesting. And so the temptation of Jesus, it says, and the spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beasts and the angels waited on him. So I don't know about you guys, but I could not survive 40 days of temptation. I couldn't even probably survive 40 minutes of temptation. And Jesus was able to do that and live a sin-free life, which I think is just such a great testament to just the courage that he had to have to, you know, come here as man and know that he was going to be tempted just like every other person to walk on the face of the earth. So then Jesus calls the disciples and this is how it reads. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, He saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. Y'all, that is crazy. Literally, Jesus was just like, come follow me. And they were like, awesome. I'll leave my whole life and just come follow you and do whatever you want me to do. And I love that example because it's such a great example of what God truly wants us to do is that if he calls us to do something, just be willing to leave your old life behind and really just come fully into your new life with Christ. So from there, it goes into a ton of different preaching and healing that Jesus is doing. So I really love where it talks about Jesus heals many at Simon's house. And so it says that evening at sunset, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with the demons and the whole city was gathered around the door and he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. It is so crazy just the healing power that Jesus had when he was here. And oh my gosh, can you imagine how cool it would have been to have been alive in that time 
and be able to just see and witness these miracles. That is one thing I have loved about these books so far is just the amount of miracles that you get to really be reminded of all these amazing things that Jesus did while he was here. So then they go and preach in Galilee. Jesus cleanses a leper. And then Jesus heals a paralytic. And he literally tells this man, stand up, take your mat and walk. And he does. And it just says that everyone around them was like, wow, we have never seen anything like this. And I think this is so cool. Then it goes on to Jesus calling Levi and Levi was a tax collector. And it again, just talks about how he calls all different types of people and he doesn't discriminate based on whether or not you've done bad things in your past or whether or not you've always lived a perfect life. He is willing, able, and capable of using everybody's life, everybody's stories for the good of the Lord. So then it goes into questions about fasting. And basically I thought, I just thought this was interesting. So people are questioning him like, Hey, how can we fast? But your disciples don't fast. And he basically says that my disciples will fast when I'm gone, which I think is so interesting because he just had certain things that he wanted his disciples to do. And he was just really confident. And this is what is supposed to be done. Even when people judged him or criticized him, he just always remained just so steadfast and so confident in what he was here to do. So then it goes on to talk about how Jesus appoints the 12 disciples. And so it says he went up to the mountain and called to him those who he wanted and they came to him and he appointed the 12 who he also named apostles to be with him and sent out, and sent them out to proclaim the message and have the authority to cast out demons. So he basically was like, Hey, go be, you know, extensions of me in the world and your community and just tell people about me and use my work to do good. So then it goes on to talking about some parables. And so Jesus was known for preaching in parables. So preaching basically in a form that, you know, taught lessons along the way. So one of my favorites is the parable of the mustard seed. And so it says, what can compare to the kingdom of God or what parable will be used for it? It's like a mustard seed. When you sow upon the ground, it's the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet when it's sown, yet when it's sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all the shrubs. It puts forth large branches so that the binds of the air can make nests in its shade. And I interpreted that as like, you think face faith is a small thing until you become rooted in it. And then it takes over all the space in your life, but in the best possible way. And faith becomes something that isn't just, you know, five minute prayer in the morning or church on Sundays. It becomes just a regular rooted part of your life. And that's uh, really what I took away just from this parable and just something that I think is just so amazing that you're able to really just incorporate faith into all these different areas of your life. So then one of my favorites is when they're on the boat and Jesus stills the storm. And so the disciples and Jesus, they're on this boat. There's a really bad storm. And so finally they go and they wake up Jesus and they say, teacher, do you not care? We're perishing. And he woke up and rebuked the wind 
and said to the sea, peace be still. Then the wind ceased and there was a dead calm. And then he said to them, why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? And I think this is so relatable personally for my life because something bad will happen and I'll be like, Hey God, where'd you go? Are you asleep? Did you forget about me? And he's like, Oh my gosh, it's been 10 seconds. Literally I'm always here. And that is 2023 millennial interpretation of that because I think so often we're just in these times and we're like, Hey God, are you asleep? Did you forget about me? What the heck? And he's there the whole time. We just have to call on him and you know, ask him to help us and to overtake our life and to really navigate those rough seasons for us. So I'm going to stop there in the book of Mark. If you wanted to know that was Mark, Mark chapter one through four, I literally stopped at the end of chapter four. And so we'll pick back up next week at Mark chapter five, and we'll probably go through the rest of the book then. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Faith Friday. If you know a friend who has been looking for maybe like an easier to interpret version of the Bible or Christianity, feel free to share with a friend. And as always, happy healing, babes. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed podcast. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please click the follow button to get alerts for new episodes. And please leave a five-star rating and review. It really helps with the show. And of course, if you listen to this and you were like, you know who needs to hear this? My best girly pop, my mom, my sister, whoever. Please share with a friend. And as always, happy healing, babes.